Beschuss mal der Asre Schlitte, Beschuss der Shishive Schlitte. Vaihimi Kates Schleuschem Shono, Vaarba Meois Shono. Was the end of 430 years, Vaihi Beetzem Hayoim Haze, Yotsu Kol Tsivois Hashem, Meeretz Mitzrayim. Leil Shimurim Hul Hashem, a night that was protected, awaited. This night is watched, this night is protected for B'nai Yisrael for all generations. 1946, the first Yom Kippur after the war, they had just finished Kriya Satoira in a DP camp called Feldafing, which was a gathering of many of the broken shells, those who had survived the terrible catastrophe and who were groping to put the shattered pieces of their lives together. And they had just finished Kriya Satoira on Yom Kippur. And on that day, General Eisenhower, the Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces, and later the 34th President of the United States, came to visit in this displaced person's camp. A few days before, they had been told that General Eisenhower would come to visit, and there was a big dispute in the camp. Those Shaimre Teire, who were amongst the, who were amongst the survivors, they wanted, you know, when the General Eisenhower comes, so somebody has to greet him, there has to be a speech, or maybe a few speeches, and someone has to represent them and give him their message. Someone would be able to describe their feelings, to vent the storm that was inside their souls. And the Shemrei Torah said, there's no one in the camp who can represent us. Like the Kloisenberger Rebbe, Zechat Tzadik Levrocha, the one who, though he himself had lost a wife and 11 children, was the one who went from each broken neshama to the next one, breathing life into the embers to reignite the sparks of Yiddishkeit. And they said, Who can, who can represent us? Who can give over our feelings? Only the Kloisenberger Rebbe, the father of all the orphans here in the camp, he must be the one to represent us. And then the more progressive ones and the enlightened ones and those who had already forsaken Torah and Mitz, they said, what him? We've long forgotten about that type of Yiddishkeit. We don't want to bring that again back. It's an embarrassment for us. We want to have somebody who will be able to speak to the president a man of today, not a man of the past. Somebody we don't have to be ashamed of. And it was a big argument. And many of the people insisted they wanted only the Rebbe should speak for them. And they prevailed, but there was a compromise. The others insisted, okay, we'll have a few speakers. The Rebbe will speak first, but with three conditions. He mustn't mention Hashem's name. Secondly, he mustn't give any musr. And the third, he must speak very briefly because we want to speak after him. We want to send some of our own representatives to speak. And so Eisenhower came and they set up a big platform, a stage, and he sat at a table. And the Kloisenberger Rebbe went up to the podium to greet him. Just as he was going up to the podium, he took a talus. He wrapped himself in the talus and he said, "The broche, So he managed to mention Hashem's name. Then he greeted the general and he thanked him and he said, "We will be forever grateful to you for the part that you've played in saving the lives, the the the, the last remnants." of a people who were persecuted, who were hounded, 
who were totally innocent of any crime. And we thank you for that and will be forever grateful. And then he turned to the people and he, ba- he began to encourage them. And he said, My dear brothers, we must never forget that we are the Am Hashem. We must never forget that we have a purpose and we have a tachlis in this world to proclaim the greatness to Mekadashem Shemayim all over the world wherever we go. And if HaKadosh Baruch Hu saw fit to save our lives and we survived, we have to realize and we have to understand that it's for a purpose, that we have a mission to fulfill. And as he began to talk, he was tugging at the heartstrings of all those broken Ishamas. And the people began to cry. There are many who said they hadn't cried since they were in the camps. The wellsprings of tears had long dried up. And the thousands of people who were listening were crying and rivers of tears were flowing through the crowds. Eisenhower was shaken to the core. He was visibly and profoundly moved. And all the others who had prepared speeches said, we don't want to speak anymore. We have nothing left to say. And Eisenhower turned to the Klozenberg Rebbe and he said, Holy Rabbi, tell me what is it that I can do for you? What can I do for your people? And the Klozenberg looked at him and they thought, who knows what he's going to ask for? And he says, today is Yom Kippur. There's four days left to Sukkot. Please, General, could you bring us Arba Minim? Could you bring us a lulav and an esrig? That's all we ask for. That's what we need. And Eisenhower couldn't believe his ears and he dispatched that day a plane to travel to Italy and to bring them back Dalad Mina. To give over a message, to give over the feelings of Kalal Yisrael, their suffering and the triumph of their survival, to give it over to Eisenhower, we needed somebody at least as great as the Kloisenberger ever. How great do we have to be in a few nights from now to sit at a head of a table and give over the message of all eternity to future generations? To give over to our children, our Heilige Messiah, the heritage that we pass on from Pesach till Pesach that connects us to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that Messiah that makes us who we are, that Messiah that we receive from our parents and now we pass it on to the next generation. We were taught and it was given over to us the agony of slavery and the glory of our redemption. How great must we be in order for us to accomplish such a monumental task, to give over such a message, are we up to doing such a thing? Do we understand before whom we will be standing? Do we understand the sons of had a Talmud, the Barnavarov? And the Barnavarov wanted to once watch how the Devechaim, how the sons of woke up in the morning. And he asked the Gaba, he said, Let me, I want to go into the Rebbe's room before he wakes up. I want to watch his Avoida of Ashkama Baboike. So he allowed him to go in. And he watched the Sanzarov wake up. He is Ka'ari. Sanzarov opened his eyes. He started saying with great kavone, Moida ani lefonecho. Melech. 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 Can't, can't continue. Melech. Do I know who the Melech is? Do I understand who the Melech is? Do I have any concept of what it means? Our king. He couldn't continue. He washed Negevase. He made Birchzer still in bed. He asked the Gabba to bring him his Gemara. And he learned for two hours straight. You know, when the sons of Rev learned for two hours, it was two hours of Nitzchis. It was words of Torah that we live and we learn till today. And he learned with such fire. And after two hours of learning, he continued, Chai v'kayam shechazarta b'nishmosi b'chemlo rabba munasecha. 
he was able to continue from the word melech. If we don't know what the melech is, we have no... We, we don't know in whose presence we're standing. How is it that we will have the ability to be the bearers of this message, to be the bearers of this Messiah? But HaKadosh Baruch who chose us, and He commanded us, and He gave us, and He made each and every one of us a ring in the chain that stretches back to the time of Moshe Rabbeinu. And he said, Leil Shimurim Lechol B'nei Yisrael This night is kept, it's watched for you to be able to pass this on. To all generations, to our generations. To explain, to illuminate the Kedush and the sanctity of this night. This night, this is our night, the night of our redemption, the very night that Avramavinu defeated the kings, the night that the armies of Sancherev were destroyed, the night that Balshetzer was brought down from his Giver, the night that Haman's downfall began, Balayla, who Melech, this was on this Leil Shimurim, the night of Yitzias Mitzrayim. And the night of our ultimate and final redemption. The night of miracles. When Hashem performed miracles for us throughout all the generations. And the night that we performed miracles for Him. How the fire of Yiddishkeit burnt on this night. This was a night of Messias Nefesh throughout all the generations. How we were Moisan Nefesh to keep these mitzvahs. Whether it was in Spain, under the terror, terrifying, the terrifying terror of the Inquisition, and those hidden Eden went out on Erev Pesach, and they knew who each other were, and they went from stall to stall buying this vegetable and that vegetable to make their hidden seder hidden underneath the basements. Or not long ago, you know, I know a Yid lives in Skver. Baruch Hashem, he still, he, the Ebesha should give him Ariches Yomim Vishonim. And he described how he and a group of Bochrim, who were prisoners in Auschwitz, had for months scrapped together little bits of flour and somehow they got some raisins and they mixed it with water to make some wine. And behind some broken lumber, they gathered together. And there in a mockum that could only be described as the Gehenna itself on this world, they baked matzahs and they made a seder. And this Yid said, never in my life have I felt such cheres. Never in my life have I felt such aliyah. Have I ever felt so elevated? In all my life, no Yom Kippur ever reached that feeling. When I led my children and my grandchildren to the chuppah, it didn't compare to the simcha, to the joy. And to the chayrus that I experienced at that moment when we sat together. And we said, My mother, Alea Sholem, told me how she was in hiding with her parents and her brothers and sisters when they were running from the Nazis and they were hiding as Goyim. And how Mazeda went, and somehow he managed to get some flour. But how could they put it together? How could they bake it? How could they have a say that they were living in a guy's house? And they waited for the opportunity. They scanned the skies, waiting to see when the Allied bombers would come to drop their bombs. When everybody else would be running into the shelter, then the coast would be clear. And when the bombs began to fall, they ran outside and they made a few stones. And they lit a fire. And my mother told me how they took the dough and they wrapped it around their arms, they wrapped a towel around so that they ran through the house to be able to bake the matzahs. No one would notice what was there. Five matzahs they baked. 
five matzahs and they made a seder. And in that year, when it came, the leil shimurim l'chol b'nei Yisrael from all across, from every corner of Europe, from cellars, from behind barbed wire, from sheds, from barns, people gathered together with sorry little bundles of what were sometimes a poor excuse for matzah. They waited till the world was fast asleep and they pieced together from memory what they remembered from the Haggadah. And in hushed whispers, their voices lifted up to the Rabbeinu Shalom from an entire continent that was burning with a raging fire. Their voices soared up to Shomayim as they said, As they lifted their cups of raisins, of squeezed out grapes, and they sang, This holy night of miracles, miracles that were performed both by Hashem and by His people, And once again, in the year Tavshin Samach Zayin, with a completely different set of Nisyoinus, once again we are told to take our places at the heads of our tables. And now it's our turn to pass on the Messiah that we were Makabal from the previous generations. Are we up to it? Listen to the words of the Heiligach Samsaifah. Nechsam Soifu writes, Muftochim anachnu, we are promised, Afilu begolus hazeh. Bishosha anachnu yoishvin lesapa yitzias mitzrayim, when we sit together to tell over the nisim levoneinu to our children. Lahashrish liboisom biyiras Hashem. To pour Yiras Shemaim into the roots of the Nishamas. Azai Shefa Eloiki Oleinu Kimoi Bitsaisenu Mitzrayim. The Shefa Eloiki is upon us, and everyone is infused with the Kedusha of the level that we had at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Maybe the whole year we're not the Kloisenberger Rebbe. We're not the ones who can be the bearers of such a deep and eternal message. But on the night of Pesach, the Leil Shimurim, a night that's awaited and a light that's watched, a night that's protected, our Kedusha becomes protected. And we are given the ability to transmit Nitzchis. What is the meaning of Leil Shimurim? The morale in the Sefer Gvuras Hashem explains in Perek Lamet Ches, You might say it's protected from danger, from azikin. It's an Indian Godol Mo'oid, says the morale. And to understand this, we have to be mevair that Yom Pesach is called Rishon. It's called the first it's in the first month, and it's the first of the Yom Toivim. It's the Rosh HaMoyadim. And the Mazikim and the Chitzonim, the Koiches, the powers of evil, have only control in what's called Shniyos, in what's secondary. In things that are Rishon, they have no power. They have no Shlita. The Iker Zeh, Kidovar Shehu Be'etzem Hu Rishon. Something that is intrinsic, that is an essence, is called Rishon. But Dovar She'ena Be'etzem, something that is not real, is called Shniyos, is called secondary, it's an accessory, it's not an essence. Hamazikim ein briusom Be'etzem, rak nivroim mipnei she'im nimshochim achar ha'oilom. They 
are not atzmius, they're not rishoim, they're only nimshochim, they drag along their followers to the rest of the world. They are shniyos. They have no power of rishoim, of start, of their own existence. They're like shadows that mimic other life, but they don't have, they're not a center of life on their own. Because this geula is the rishoyno, and the mazikim cannot be shoylet on a laila that's rishoyn. Verhoven ze heitev ma'oid. That's the words of the maral zechusa yogen oleinu. We need to understand this. There's a medrash, a moiridike medrash. Before we say the medrash, I want to repeat a lotion that it says in the Chidush Harim. The Chidush Harim says, it says in the Mishnah, The poorest man in Yisrael has to make his seba, he has to eat derech says the Chidush Harim. Ki b'chol dar in every generation yesh pirish chodosh al yitzias mitzrayim. There's a new commentary every year on yitzias mitzrayim. V'loyrak b'chol dar ela b'chol adam. In every person there's a nekuda shel cheres pirish b'yitzias mitzrayim. V'nekuda zois ein levayer ela al yidei atzmoi. Nobody can reveal and nobody can explain that Nukuda of Yitzias Mitzrayim that becomes Nishadush every year in each and one of our Neshamas. And that's Afilu Oni Shebi Yisrael means even an Oni Bedas has to make his Seber. He has to find his Nukuda of Cheres. Now, how do we find that? Which Swaram do we have to learn? How do we learn the Sugya? How do we open up our souls and discover the Nakuda of Cheres? There's a lotion in the Medrash. And the Medrash says, we know that when it came time for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, he had no mitzvahs. We say in the Haggadah of At Eiraim Ve'eriyo. We didn't have the schusim for Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us Dam Pesach and Dam Milo, these two mitzvahs. And he commanded us to bring a Korban Pesach, but he said we cannot eat from the Korban Pesach unless we also have bris mila. And the Medrash says, They didn't want to have, not, there were many Eden who didn't want to have bris mila. So the Rabbi Shalom said to Moshe, you make a Korban Pesach. And when you make the Korban Pesach, I will bring the Ruach from Gan Eden. And the Ruach of Gan Eden will take the reyach of the Korban Pesach and spread it through Mitzrayim. And the Eden got a whiff of this exalted heavenly reyach. And they were drawn to it and said, we want to eat from this Korban Pesach. We're so overcome by the aroma, by the fragrance of the Korban Pesach. And Moshe Rabbeinu said, I would want to give from the Korban Pesach, but you cannot have unless you are gemalit. Miyad! They went... And they made bris milo, vinis arvu dam pesach vidam milo, and the two bloods mixed together, as it says, ever olayich, the erech misboiseses bidomayich, the oimaloch bidomayich hai, the oimaloch bidomayich hai. It's very difficult to understand this message because this is not the way we always picture the story. We thought that we went with great courage and we underwent brismila. And in that schus, HaKadosh Baruch took us out of Mitzrayim. It seems that we didn't want to have brismila. We were overcome by our desire to eat the delicious carbon Pesach. And we were sort of forced into undergoing brismila. So for that, we were zoichet to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The Maral in Gvuras Hashem in Perik Lamed Zayin, when he describes the power of the Dam Mila and the Dam Pesach that are called Oisois, the Dam was an Ois al Habayis. What does it mean an Ois? The Maral says these were an Ois Sheheim la Hakodesh Baruchu that we belong to Hashem. 
ובשביל כך הוא פסחתי עליכם, שהרי אתם שלי, שלא ילהשכס ולעבד דבר שהוא שלוי, שהרי הדם מוירא שהם עובדים לוי. Extraordinary words the morale is revealing to us in our salvation, in the redemption of Pesach. Wasn't just that HaKadosh Baruch who saved us. We became identified as one with Hashem. And one does not destroy. We were saved by virtue of becoming one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And like HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to be eternal, so too we must be eternal. It doesn't make a difference why we had the bris milah. The bris milah is a sign that we belong to Hashem. Like a mother wants to go to a chasana, she has to take her little child along. She's marrying off an older child. She wants the little children to get dressed in chasana clothes. And the little child doesn't want to put on the chasana clothes. And she tries everything. Tries offering him a bribe, candy, forcing him, fighting with him. Doesn't make a difference as long as he gets on those chasana clothes. So we could take you to the chasana and we'll see who you are. The Rabbi just wanted us to have that Damil. It doesn't make a difference why. The Damil Dam Pesach, so that it should be clear that Ois, that we are His, that we belong to Him. And then, then we are saved because we are part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then we become Rishoyim. We become essence. We become atzmoyim. We are no longer shniyos. We're not followers. We're not nitfolim in the brio like the chitzoyim are. We are one with the reishis habrio. We become Yisrael shenikru reishis. And that's the shayrish of our Yeshua. Then we become True fathers to our children and true Moisrei Hamasoiro. And there's nothing in the world that could be higher than that. When it comes Pesach, where does our focus have to be? In Yiddish they say, Medaf Kochen, person has to be Mislahev. Medaf Kochen in Bonim Atem Lashem Elikechen. In Atovechatonu Mikolo Amim. To remember and to internalize that we are one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We belong to Him. Mitzvahs are no longer an oil upon us. We are part of the source of the mitzvahs. We become Rishon. We become the source itself. We become the Shairish. And when we're at the source, everything else that's going on becomes irrelevant. It's only a tofel. It's only nitfolim. And chitsoinim and mazikim who are tofel have no shlit over us. That means no inyan of tofel. No inyan of katniss, of pettiness, of silliness. Of foolishness, of Gashmias, could have power over us, even though maybe all year that's what rules over us. But those are not the Shoirish of Brio. On Pesach, we're free of them. On Pesach, we become Rishon. We become Shimurim Lashem. We recognize the Atovechartonu. In the city of Krakow, there lived Reb Shem Klingberg, the Zalashitzer Rebbe. He was known as one of the greatest Mekubalim in Poland, an Ish Tzadik V'Kodosh. You know, the Nazis, Yemach Shemom, in order to term- torment the Jewish population, to demoralize them, they like to, to bedafke, to, to, to humiliate the leaders, the Tzadikim. And they captured Reb Shem and they took him into a Gestapo prison where Rahman al-Islam, they tortured him for weeks. And then they announced that they were going to make a public hanging of a traitor. That they were going to hang the Zalash at And they let him out. And every Jew had to be there in the town square to witness the Nazi justice of how they deal with dangerous traitors. And in order to shame him and to humiliate him, they undressed him. And they led him out to the streets of that. He begged, he asked to have his talus. He should be able to cover himself. 
And for some reason, they granted him that privilege, and he was able to cover himself with a talus. And as he was being led to the gallows, he turned to the crowd and he began to speak. And he said, all our lives we made the bracha every morning, Sani goy. Did we ever understand what it means? We never knew what it really means until we see what they are capable of doing. And now we truly say with the deepest kavod and conviction, that we're not like them, that we're not one of them. And I ask you, my dear brothers and sisters, is there anyone here who is prepared to trade his oilam hazeh with their oilam hazeh? I'm not talking about oilam habo. Is there anybody who would trade places with these murderers? Here while we're starving and being persecuted. Is there anybody who would trade places with them? And not one yid answered. And he said, Look at them. They're starving, they're dying day by day. They're being tortured and shamed and hounded and humiliated. Not one of them would give up the privilege of being your child. Not one of them would trade in his for anything in the world. No one would give up his body. When we feel that, when we live that, then we are free. Then we are Rishonim. Then we live on the night of Pesach. All the forces in the world call out to us and remind us of this reality. The Lashon and the Medrash. The Medrash says at the time of Marcus Bechiris. The Pesach says, Pare came banging on the doors of Moshe Aaron. Amr they said to him, Shoite, Balayla, Anoid, you want us to leave during the night? Are we Ganovim? We should go in the middle of the night. We'll go out in the morning. He said to him, Pare said to them, Hare Mesu Kol Mitzrayim. All of Mitzrayim is dying out. Amr Uloi, Umivakesh Ato Lechales Es Hamako Hazois Mimcho. Do you want us to stop this plague of Makas Bechiris? Emoir, para, you must say, say these words, say, Hareatem benechoirin, Hareatem bereshuschem, Hareatem avodim shalakodesh boruchu. Hischil paroit seveach voime, para began to scream, Lishovar heyisem avodai, in the past you were enslaved by me, Avalach shovareatem benechoirin, Hareatem bereshuschem, Hareatem avodov shalakodish boruchu, Tsrichim atem la haleloi, para setos, you must sing halel, Shaatem avodov, Shenemar haleluka ha. Even para, even the deepest clipper, even the source of Tumah, the Samach Mem himself, calls out to every one of our Neshamas on the Leil Shimurim, Tzrichim Atem You must praise Hashem, She'atem Avodov. They say to us, Hallelujah Avdei Hashem. The whole Bria, the whole creation recognizes who we are. And certainly we must recognize who we are. And when we recognize that, we become exalted. And we get filled with Ruach HaKodesh. And then we're ready to face our children and say, But HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out. He took us Mishibud L'Geula. And eventually he'll take us Mishibud L'Geula again. This is true Cheres. This is when we reach the level of essence. And when we reach the level of essence, no matzovim, no situations have power over us because we're above all situations. When we are mishubadim, when we are enslaved, 
We're controlled by everything that happens to us. Now, I once heard a story. A Rebbe in Yeshiva told me the story that years ago, he once told his class that they should prepare because, I think he told he said, Ramosha is going to be in the area and he's coming into the Yeshiva and he's going to fehare the boys. He said, Tomorrow everybody should come with big day Shabbos to greet the God of Lador. And they all came dressed in their Shabbos clothes. And Ramosha was supposed to arrive at 1 o'clock. It came 1 o'clock. He wasn't there. 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 3 hours later. And he didn't show up. And the Rebbe's calling and calling. And he says, it looks like he's not coming. And the boys were very disappointed. But they became so angry. And they started talking in such a not befitting way. And they were even talking angrily about Ramosha himself. Look what he did to us. Look what he did. And all such type of language. And the Rebbe said, boys, I want to tell you something. I never called Ramosh. Ramosh was never meant to be here. Now, I don't agree with what this Rebbe did. Maybe he did something he shouldn't have done, but let's get the message. So, you know, we just learned the parish of the Egel. And none of us could imagine, how could it be? Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't come down in time, and suddenly we all turn, and we started worshipping Avodah Zorah. I just showed you what happens, how we act when things don't go our way. We were expecting a certain thing, and it doesn't go exactly the way we wanted. We become totally lost, and we start to curse and complain and to be misoyed, and we lose ourselves, and we act and say things we never would do. Look at, that is the clip of Egel. That's what Egel means. That's the mice of Egel. That we're so controlled by events, we're so controlled by our midas, we're so enslaved, we're in such bondage. Now, when anything is not the way we expect it to be, we lose our very essence because we haven't got an essence. We're living in the world of Tofel. Geulo cheirus, man cheiruseinu, means being a rishon. Everything around me is Tofel. It means the utter and purest menuchas ha-nefesh of a yid sitting at his seder table like a king. Like a melech, like a malach, like a tzaddik hador, and darshaning for future generations. He's not just talking to his children, he's talking to his great, 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 great grandchildren. He becomes like a novi, he becomes a rishay. And that's the ultimate emes. The ultimate clarity of Gilui Shechina. What does it mean, Gilui Shechina? It means that suddenly we see the truth. As you know, we look through Tanakh and we see, we read the stories, very strange stories of how Eden would worship Avodah How Eden were ostensibly Shemre Torah Mitzvahs. They learned Torah, they wore Talos and Tfilin. Yet they went and they bowed down to stones, to idols. We can't imagine. What does it mean? Why would some, how, how could a normal, sane person think that a stone that he just put up himself and he just fashioned can help him? Yet Tanakh is full of it. And the Torah and the Aseres Hadibras warn us over and over again about the Aveira of Avodah Zara. says, we know, the Gemara tells us, the Anshek Nes the of We can't understand. There once was such a powerful Yetzirah that people were driven like madmen to worship Avodah to hug and kiss Avodah to do anything to get close to Avodah HaKadosh Baruch Hu took away that Yetzirah, that Taiva, and we can't even imagine, we look at those people like they were crazy. Says Rebellia, but the Yetzirahs that we do have, we do understand. We understand Chemdas Hamomoin. We understand how people are become insane just to make more and to make more and to give away their whole lives and everything. Just, just, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it a little bit more. And we understand that Taiva, we understand. We understand the drive to Giliarayas, to Znus, to all the immorality that's so pervasive, how it has a drawing power on a person and, and, and it, 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 it can make a person lose everything or risk everything. These Yetzirahs we do understand. 
But when it comes the time of Umola Oretz Deyas Hashem, when these Yetzaras will be taken away from us, we'll look at it and we won't be able to believe it that these things won control. We'll look at it like we look today at Avodah Zorah. Try to imagine what it meant to run after Avodah Zorah. In other words, an Avodah Zorah called Baal Pa'or. And Chazal tell us about Baal Pa'or. And what was the Yetzarah of Baal Pa'or? Baal Pa'or, you worshipped Baal Pa'or, was to go before the Avodah Zorah, and you should excuse me, to relieve oneself, to perform bodily functions in front of the Avodah Zorah. Now who can explain such a thing? Imagine a person is making, he's, he lives a few hundred miles away from the city where Baal Pa'or is, and it comes, there's a big Yontiv, and he's traveling to Baal Pa'or for Yontiv, and the whole town goes out to escort him. He's going on this big trip to Baal Pa'or, and everybody sends along their kvitluch with the names of the families and the wives and the children. He should go to Baal Pa'or, and he packs his belongings, and he travels for weeks and weeks. He's going to get to the whole, to, to, to be able to worship Baal Pa'or. And he comes there, ah, until you get into the city, and this, and this. There's long lines waiting to get in, and people are standing with their gartluch, and they're shockling, and they're doing all sorts of tefillahs that you have to say before you come into Balpur, and they're waiting for their great moment of yechidus when they'll be alone with the Balpur, and they're hoping they'll be able to worship him properly. And what is Balpur? What was it? It was a Beisakise. And in there, there was an idol. And one got his few moments in with Baal Pa'or, and then when he came out, everybody told him, some gits, the tefillah should be niskabel, the And he went home in ecstasy. He was so happy. People were crying from Simcha. They had the schus to worship Baal Pa'or. Now imagine if at that moment, when all the people were waiting online, the old people, the young people, at that moment, HaKadosh Baruch Hu would have been decided, Danchek Nes Sagdoyle would have been Mavatl, the Yetzer of Avodah Suddenly, they all look at each other. What are you doing here? What, 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 what are we doing? Are we out of our minds? Are we crazy? We would be so embarrassed to look at one another. This is what we've been standing online for hours waiting for. A Yetzirah that makes no sense. That's meaningless. Nothing more than a Yetzirah. And once it leaves us, we become so clear about what reality is. Could we imagine that there'll be one day, some will be sitting you know, in the boardroom of the biggest corporations in the world, they're based on Coca-Cola, and everybody's fighting over another point, a percentage point in the margins, whether it should go up or down, the stock price will be here, and I'll get a little bit more money, a little bit more cover, a little bit more power, a little bit more recognition, and people are at each other's throats fighting, and each one letting a little bit ahead of the other guy, and suddenly it's going to become clear, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? We're waiting online to get into Balpa, it's nothing. Suddenly they're going to realize that what's driving us mad, what's driving us insane, and all the other taibas oilam hazer are just that. It's going to become clear to us that in every blot gemara, every word of gemara, that's where the billions are sitting. We've been neglecting the billions and chasing after. Imagine taibas. Tivus, that the minute the Mavatulus Tivus, they cease to exist and they become exposed in all their nonsense, in all their emptiness, in all their foolishness. Why? Why am I pushing myself? What for? I don't know. I never thought about it. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, imagine if a person has to take a very important test. And this will determine his whole future. If he gets, if he passes this test, he can be elevated to a very high position. And it's very important that he knows his stuff backwards and forwards. And somebody sees him a little bit before the test and he expects him to be all nervous. He's, he has one of these little, you know, these little handheld computer games and he's playing the game and he's like, I got almost another hundred points. I'm getting another turn. I'm near. Says, What's the matter? You're about, you're about to go in to have this test. What's but look how many points I have. Look at this. And he's involved in something that here he, he, he's something that, that's going to determine his whole life is before him. And he's completely enraptured by Shneos by Tfalim, 
No, we're here to earn Olam Habo. We have to take a big test. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to ask us what we learned, how well we davened, how much we helped others, how we controlled our middas. Were we honest? Were we good to one another? And the answers to these questions are going to determine our place in eternity. Eternity is not a thousand years, not a million years. Eternity has no number. It's forever. And every single one of us is going to have to take that test. And we're busy with how many points we can score on the little game. It was so, was so overtaken by it. We, we, we can't even think straight. It becomes the very essence of our lives, just like Avoid Zara once was. We're being fooled. We're living in shniyos, in secondary, in accessories to life rather than life itself. The leil has seder. Seder is order. When order is restored to our lives, when sense comes back into our existence, when, when the grand meaning of life, when our position in the world of eternity, because I'm not just this little, I'm, I'm not just living in a vacuum. I am part of a grand and magnificent picture. I'm part of a chain of Messiah. And my place in it will determine thousands of years beyond me. And I realize that I'm part of greatness. I'm part of Rishon. I'm Leil Shimurim. HaKadosh Baruch and the world and, my, and, 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 and the future is waiting for me. And all the smallness and all the pettiness falls away. And for a few moments, we experience a geula. We hear all the chitzoinim themselves calling out to us. You used to be enslaved by us, but now you are B'nai Chayrin. Now you are Avdei Hashem. What is the tool that we need to use in order for us to achieve Geula? In order for us to, to taste this taste of redemption? You know, these are very deep avoiders, and we're a weak generation. And for us to get so deep into our neshamas is not easy for us. Many husks we have to pierce through. That's the world of Ikvasa the Mashiach. What is the practical keli that we need to use? The Isser of Chomets, Ushmartem Esamatsois. Chazal tell us, Ushmartem es ha-mitzvois. Mitzvah habo liyotcho al-tach mitzeno. Don't push off a mitzvah. Don't let it become chametz. Don't delay it. And we see from here an interesting thing. We think that the importance of zrizus, of doing a mitzvah quickly, is important on its own. If we don't do it quickly, we don't do it with zrizus. We're lacking in zrizus. But Chazala revealing to us, Al Tach we're putting a pagam, we're making the mitzvah chametz. We're passing the mitzvah. The Maral says, Aloshan, by doing a mitzvah without zrizus, what we're doing in effect is saying that the mitzvah is under, it's beneath zman, and we're being pagam. We're somewhat ruining the kedusha of that mitzvah. The Posik tells us, We went out of Mitzrayim in a great rush. And Chametz is the opposite of Zrizus. Zrizus is a key into getting out of Mitzrayim. In the Sefer Pachad Yitzchak for Rav Hutner, he's masber this concept. Everybody has a nefesh. A simon of a nefesh, one of the true signs of a nefesh is that a nefesh is never satisfied. The soul is always hungry for more. A goof, a body can get full and says, I can't eat anymore. The nefesh is always thirsting. It never becomes full. 
And Chazal give a marshal to a princess who married a peasant. Any madanim, any delicacies in the world he brings to her are never enough, because she's, she's a princess. The nefesh is so yearning for luchnius. There's nothing in all the madane oilam of Gashmias that can satisfy the nefesh. The nefesh is never satisfied. It needs a different type of sustenance. The Goyen says, sometimes we say Baruch Oise Bereshis, sometimes we say Oise Maase Bereshis. What's the difference between Bereshis and Maase Bereshis? So he says, Maase Bereshis means the entirety of all the Bria, all the physical world that was created. When HaKadosh Baruch who created the world, there was something else in creation that's not physical, but it's still worldly. And that's the Bria that's known as man, as time. Time belongs to this world. In the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in the world of Olam Haba, is Lamalam and Azman. There's no gvul, there's no boundary of time. We can't understand that because we're created within Zman, but we know that there's an existence that's beyond time. Now time, you can't call Maase Bereshis because it's abstract. It's more than the, than, than, the, than the mountains and the rivers and the Balechayim and the tables and the chairs. It's higher than Maase Bereshis. It's Bereshis. Baruch Oise Bereshis. But the nefesh that's loy timale, says the Pachad Yitzchak. The nefesh that cannot be satisfied. Not only can the nefesh not be satisfied by Maase Bereshis, even higher creations, even Zman, if it's limited by Zman, it cannot satisfy me. Hanefesh loy timale. And that's the drive to Zrizus, to overpower Zman. Further than the Bhagdesha Yase. I need to live in a world that's higher than anything that Shniya is and secondary. Even in Yonim Dakim, delicate things like Zman. I have to be above that. The first step out of Mitzrayim into Geula which is the highest level. Cheres is the highest level. All the Dalit Goliaths are Menagei, the Svarim tell us, to one letter in the Shem Havaya. But Mitzrayim is the Shoirish, it's Menagei, it opposes the Kutsoi Shel Yud. As it says, Vayokutsu Mipnei Bnei Yisrael. The Kutsoi Shel Yud represents that power of Kates, the ultimate redemption, the ultimate Cheres, the Rishon that has no Shniyos. That's not toffled to anything. That's essence itself, which represents Kate's. Shibud Mitzrayim. That Shibud to the world of toffled, to the world of, of Avdus, of being enslaved by all things secondary and unimportant. Wants to break that Nakuda of Kate's. The Kutsai shall yud that's within us. And on Pesach, the Kutsai shall yud prevails. How do we get from Shibud Ligula Bichipozoin? Rabbi Sai, Zritas doesn't just mean doing things quickly. It means doing things proactively. It means not just sitting back and let life carry me. Expect that things are going to change. That's not Chipozoin. Chipozoin means somebody is energized. He comes home. And he looks at the shas in his shelf and he says, when am I going to finish that? What am I going to do to bring that from the shelf into my neshama? He takes stock of it. He doesn't just come to shul and wait for the davening to carry him. What am I going to do? How am I going to take charge? How am I going to go with a drive do you know where all our drive goes? Everybody knows. In the world of Toffel, everybody knows a successful person. He's a go-getter. He doesn't just sit back. He takes charge. He sees something. He goes after it. It's a wonderful energy, but it has to be challenged into the right place. Instead of all that drive and ambition, the Chofetz Chaim once said, 
that Rabbi Yisrael Salamta said he has 800 mishalim, how a person can learn from how he attends to his business, how she attend to his avodas Hashem. Chavetz Chaim says, I came up with 300 of my own, 800 I couldn't think of. We have b'chi and <laughs> that's what the world is about. Nobody has time for anything. We're always rushing. We're always on the go. We're always on the move. That energy takes us out of Mitzrayim. If it's channeled in the right direction, and it's the first step, Reb Tzadik writes, the first step to a person changing his life has to be quickly. He has to gebzach ha-shokel, and he makes real decisions, like he makes real business decisions. And sometimes they're not easy, they take courage and guts. And he looks at himself and he says, you know, I'm here for a reason. I'm here for so many and so many years. You know, every time you turn around, it's Shabbos again. And it's Rosh again. Life is a very quick journey. We all have to take a big test. What am I doing to study for that test? With a little bit of thought, with a little bit of ambition, we can grow so much. We can change the entire tzura of our davening. It takes a decision. And a person can be the type of person who walks into shul and doesn't say a word until he leaves except Torah Tfila. It's just a decision. It just means taking charge, being a ben chayrin. What does it take for a person who maybe is kvias itim the way they should be? And he decides that Yavar Olai Ma, my Kvias Itim Latayra. And even if it means giving away from things that I think I can never give away from. And then he sees that he really can. It was just the Yitzhahara taking his Seichel away from him. Midas that we're stuck with. We think we're stuck. What does Mitzrayim mean? Mitzrayim, it says, no one ever got out of Mitzrayim. Golas Mitzrayim symbolizes those things about us that we think that can never change. We think, I'm 40, 50, 60. I just have a bad temper. I'll never change. I'm just a big baltaiva. I can't walk down the streets and control my eyes. I'm just a big balkina. I can't, that's who I am. I can't change. Yitzias Mitzrayim means getting out of those things that we thought can never be changed. How do we do it? With a zrizis, with a decision, with a courage, and with an emuna b'ashem that abol etar messiah We can enter the world of Rishon, of Leil Shimurim, and overcome all Tfalim, all shniyos, all things in life that are really just tafel, instead of those things controlling us, we become one with Hashem and we become in control and we become like Nevi'e Hashem, capable of transmitting our Heiligim Messiah. Kaddish Baruch Hu should give us the Seichel HaYosha, should give us the wisdom, the proper vision, to be able to be makabal, the heilige oiris of the heilige yontav of Pesach, of Zman Cheiruseinu, of Leil Shimurim, a night that was holy, a night of Messiris Nefesh for all generations, and now it's our turn for our bit of Messiris Nefesh, for our breaking of our Ritzainus, to become Nevi'im, to become Melochim, to become the transmitters of our Messiah, to live above the world of Tofel, and enter the world of Rishon, of Rishis, the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us Siyata Deshmai, because HaBol Etar Messiah Noisai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should give us the Koychas HaNefesh. We should be able to live our lives according to our beautiful Ritzainus. And we should give Him Nachas. And the Benissen Nigalu, Benissen Asidin Goyal. We should be Zoyche to a true Gulas HaNefesh, a Gulas HaPrat, and a Gulas HaKlal. We be Zoyche to Mekabel Pnei Mashiach Tzidkenu, to be Zoyche to Binyabes HaMikdash, Memheir Rabbi Amen. Amen.